Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to Daryl for 32 years, mom to eight kids, Nana to seven cute little grandkids, and over 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling that I wrote about five years ago. And over 30,000 families have enjoyed uh, the encouragement from that book. Recently, June 29th, I just published another book, but this one wasn't self-published. Zondervan published it. It's the four-hour school day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. Um, I would highly recommend this book, um, especially if, well, actually it doesn't matter whether you've been homeschooling for a long time or you're thinking about it or whether you've just decided. Um, I can't recommend this book enough, not just because I wrote it, but because it really is the culmination of just, uh, you know, like I said, over a quarter of a century of homeschooling and uh, what I've learned over the years and what education looks like um, for reals. You know, we have this idea of what it looks like. We think it's just, you know, teaching math and language arts and history and science and all those things are wonderful and definitely part of our kids' education. But how those things weave are, are into our everyday life or actually the reverse, how our everyday life and these things sort of weave together um, and kind of just how kids really naturally learn um, is all kind of, you know, included in this uh, book, The 4-Hour School Day. Uh, the thing that I love that was really kind of exciting to me was when um, Dr. Kathy Cook uh endorsed the book, she, before she wrote her endorsement, she messaged me right after she read it. And she was so encouraging. Um, she basically said in her, um, in her endorsement, she said, if you want your children to have a strong work ethic and be lifelong learners who are curious and resourceful, know how to handle boredom, pursue their interests, serve others, work together as a family, and independently draw true conclusions, read this book. Dorenda describes how and why homeschooling can be and should be more than just to sit at the table and read this paragraph, Educational Experience. You're schooling for life and not for school. Read this book and you'll agree, okay? What was exciting about that endorsement and about what Kathy uh, texted me after she read it was the fact that she has a PhD in education and has been doing this for decades, has been an educator and a an instructor of educator of educators for decades. And so um, I, I had to laugh because, you know, I, I'm a mom with a high school diploma. I don't have a degree, okay? But I feel like at the end of the day, I ended up with a PhD in the education of my children. And, you know, I believe that as we move forward with homeschooling and we are teachable and we are students of our kids and so many of the things that I talk about in the four-hour school day, um, that we do end up with that PhD when it comes to our own children. And at the end of the day, isn't that what really matters? And isn't that really what our responsibility is? It's not to homeschool other people's kids. We're responsible for ours. And so we want to do the very best we can with that. So uh, with that in mind, I want to move forward with talking about um, getting started in homeschooling. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, I would encourage you to go and do that because this is the second part um, to this two-part series in 
getting started homeschooling, the first steps that you're going to be taking as you decide to homeschool. So in the last podcast, what I talked about, um, I actually just talked a lot about some of uh, the common myths that we have when it comes to homeschooling or that a lot of people have when it comes to homeschooling, and I debunk those. Those are kind of important, I think, to have debunked before you um, or as you go into your homeschooling journey because um, they can kind of be a weight and a burden along the way and make you uh, kind of skew your your view of homeschooling. And so um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. And then I also talked about the first step in getting started, and that's deciding to get started. Now, um, I talked about contacting your state homeschool organization. um, But the other thing I talked about were um, just kind of your the, the questions, your sort of the questions that help you determine uh, what direction you're going to take or, or, or how you're going to move forward with the homeschooling or if you're going to move forward with the homeschooling. So you want to determine your questions. But one of the things that I didn't mention was the fact that I have a really sweet little devotional that I am going to include in the podcast notes. There will be a link there for you. It's a devotional that I wrote to go with the four-hour school day. It's kind of a sort of a precursor to the book. It allows you um, to really uh, ask yourself some important questions. Um, It actually points you towards several powerful principles in God's Word that will help you stay intentional, which is key when it comes to homeschooling. Uh, Many of them address what I believe are some of the most common challenges that homeschooling families face. And my hope is that as you read through these daily devotions and ponder the reflective questions that you'll feel better equipped to walk the homeschooling journey well. So it's a really great little process to go through. Um, it's like a two-week devotional, so it gives you some devotionals to read during the week and then a little challenge on the weekend, um, some things to do with your kids to help you uh, kind of get direction when it comes to homeschooling them. And then Uh, The next weekend is a challenge kind of with your spouse to sit down and really ask each other some questions and talk through so that you can be on the same page because I think that's really important as well. So today I'm going to be talking about the the other three steps in getting started to homeschooling. Um, The first one, like I mentioned before, was about deciding. The second step that we're going to talk about today is moving forward The third step is connecting, and the fourth is deciding your approach, and we're going to tackle those today. All right, so let's talk about moving forward with your homeschool. Okay, so I live in North Carolina, um, so there are different steps that I probably need to take than you need to take if you live in a different state. So I would recommend, uh, again, as I mentioned in the last podcast, to go to your state homeschool website. I believe every single state has a homeschool organization, okay? If you're not sure, you can Google it or you can go to hslda.org and they have the state homeschool laws there for each and every state, if that's what you're wanting to find out. They have a tab on getting started, but I believe they also have a list of the state homeschool organizations so you can go check those out. Your state homeschool um, organization is going to be um, just invaluable when it comes to getting the information that you need and connecting the way that you're going to need to connect um, as you move forward with this homeschooling journey. 
Your state homeschool organization website will also have a getting started tab, a place where you can find out these are the steps that I need to take as I move forward um, in homeschooling in my particular state. So um, a lot of times what's involved is what's called an intent to homeschool. So it's just a um, an online notice of intent to operate a homeschool. Again, you're going to get this these steps very clearly for your particular state on these websites that I mentioned. So that, but just so you kind of have a feel for what's going to be happening, because here's what I want. I want you to feel like this is doable. I want you to know that this is doable. If you can follow directions, you can take the steps that are uh, needed to start to homeschool your kids. And you can homeschool your kids because, you know, um, at the end of the day, it does not need to be complicated. Um, sometimes there's a learning curve, but my goal in doing these two podcasts with you is to kind of just familiarize you with the process so that you're not intimidated by it and you realize that, okay, I can actually do this. These steps are not that hard to do. So I'm kind of just exposing you to uh, possibly what the steps might look like for you. Again, you'll have to find the specifics on your um, state homeschool organization's website. So I think most states uh, require some sort of intent to homeschool form that you need to fill out. You will likely have to withdraw from your public or private school to make it official. So um, you can meet with the principal or the school administration and present a written letter um, addressed to the principal of the school. Um, make sure that you retain a copy for yourself. Um, most, I think most uh, homeschool websites or the state homeschool organization websites will have some sort of template that you can follow. So it's real simple. All you have to do is just, you know, change out the name. Also make sure that you complete any withdrawal forms that you're asked to submit. So, you know, when you think you've done everything, just double check with the school and say, are there any other forms that I need to fill out um, in order to have done everything that I'm responsible for to, you know, start homeschooling my child? Um, because you want to make sure that you're, you're, you know, you're thorough in that. Again, your state homeschool organization or HSLDA will, can help you with that as well. I want you to remember something. Um, some schools are great about, you know, just, you know, releasing your child and not making a big deal out of it and not being um, intrusive or invasive, but some actually try to make it intimidating for you. So just be prepared for that. You don't need to be intimidated by these people. Um, if that is what happens, but it's good to be prepared, right? We we hope for the best, but we plan for the worst, right? So that we're not uh, broadsided by, um, you know, by something like this. Um, so what I want to tell you is that you don't have to give any information to the school on why that you why you've decided to homeschool. You don't have to tell them what curriculum you'll use. You don't have to tell them anything personal. All you have to do is fill out the paperwork. You don't owe them an explanation. You are not no longer accountable to them for anything. Okay? Once you've once you just fill out the formalities, you take care of the formalities. That's all you need to do. It's paperwork. You don't owe them an explanation for anything. Um you certainly don't need to share anything personal. Um Let's see. I'm looking at my notes here. 
So if you know your state requirements, um, again, you're going you're gonna to know that by contacting your state homeschool organization or hslda.org, and I'm going to include um, that link in the show notes. So um, I just, what I don't want is for you to feel like um, you're being belittled or um, trampled on by people. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but... Um, it has been known to happen. So as long as you're just prepared, um, you know, as a believer, I would go into it very prayerful, not giving, I, again, aware that I don't need to give any more information, any personal information, because once you've decided to homeschool and you're filling out the paperwork, um, it should be very basic paperwork. They don't have the right to ask all of those personal questions. So I wanted to just give you a, a heads up on that so that uh, you're not broadsided or surprised by that. Okay, let's talk about the third step. This would be um, making connections uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, we are going to need to have a certain amount of connection and community in order to... um, to run this race. You know, this is, I tell people, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So we need to make sure that we are intentional. Um, In my book, The 4-Hour School Day, I talk about finding community. There's a list of several questions in there to ask yourself um, to help you sort of hone in on and determine the homeschooling community that might be a good fit for you, whether that's a real-life co-op type situation or a Facebook group. Um, You know, there are all kinds of Facebook and Instagram groups, groups. homeschool groups and organizations and authors and, oh my goodness, resources like crazy all over the place. The trick for you will be not letting yourself get overwhelmed. And again, I said this in the last podcast, when you feel yourself starting to get overwhelmed, it is okay to pull back and shut it off for a while. You don't have to do all the things. We can't do all the things. You are going to have to pick and choose Um, what you're going to do, and who you're going to do it with, okay? So again, um, be looking, be prayerful about the community that God would want you to connect with. Um, Again, you want a community that's going to breathe life into you, a community that you feel some uh, camaraderie with. Again, that takes a little bit of time to figure out and find. And different seasons will require different uh, communities. So um, you can, again, start with your state homeschool organization. You can go to HSLDA and uh, find out uh, groups that are, um, you know, within that um, organization. You can also, like Facebook groups and things like that. Um, your state homeschool organization will likely have a tab with um whatever homeschool groups are there in your state. You can, you know, look in your county and in your uh, city. So there's just, honestly, my best um, finds have been word of mouth, just talking to people, connecting with other homeschooling families or, you know, telling people that we're homeschooling and asking them if they know anybody who homeschools and, um, and getting connected with them. 
And so just, you know, the connection part is something that really I would encourage you to let it happen sort of organically. Don't try to force it. Don't try to make it happen. But connection with um, your state homeschool organization is kind of key because they're the ones who are going to help walk you through the process. They're also available. Um, They'll walk you through the process of getting started. And they're also available for questions and things like that. They're very, very supportive. So um, those are some ways to connect. The last step is um, about deciding what your approach is going to be to homeschooling. And again, this is a this is a journey. Okay, it's not you're never going to figure it all out instantaneously. It's going to look different in different seasons of your life. And I know that sounds a little intimidating, but The point is just take one day at a time and one season at a time. So there's some things that um, I talk about in encouraging a homeschool heart um, and the process that I bring you through in that devotional um, involves some reflective questions that will help you sort of determine what might be a better fit for your particular family. So I'm going to include a link in the show notes to uh, my friend Marcy, who has uh, Ben and Me. I think it's benandme.com. I'll include the link in there. But she has a wonderful um, article on her blog about the different uh, homeschooling methods and approaches. So as you study your children, ask yourself questions about um, that that are in uh, the devotional that I gave you, um, things like kind of writing down writing down things like what you believe about kind of how your kids learn in general, what you've observed about them, what your goals are, your expectations, what your lifestyle is like, what's doable for you. Um, those kinds of things are going to be asked in that little devotional. And that's why I'm suggesting you go through that first because that'll give you some direction. And then as you move forward, you can look at these different uh, homeschooling approaches and decide which one you think might be a good fit for you. Now, a lot of us do a combination of these approaches, but I think initially it's really great to kind of go through them and sort of like hone in on one or two that you think would be good because that'll help give you direction and intention. So um, there's, uh, as mentioned in this uh, blog, uh, this link to the blog that I'm going to um, be sharing with you, there's you know things like a traditional method, there's a classical method, there's a Charlotte Mason method, unschooling, uh, unit studies. They all have their strengths and weaknesses, um, but I will include that link in the podcast notes to help you make that decision. I think one of the things that we have to remember um, when we're deciding on curriculum and resources Um, that there is no magic curriculum out there, okay? Um, Honestly, you can use just about any curriculum if you use it the way it will work, it works for your child. So what I mean by that is, you know, I may have this curriculum that has all the, I have never, I don't think I've ever done everything in every curriculum. I have gone through and I have, 
picked and chosen what I felt would be the best fit for my kids. Or maybe we tried some things and I looked at it and I went, okay, this part isn't working and this part isn't working, but these parts are working. Every time we try something, it you know, we experiment, we learn something from it. And I think that's something you need to um, really keep in mind. No curriculum is a failure because a failure is only a failure if you don't learn anything from it. Everything you try, you're going to learn something from it, okay? You're going to learn something about your kids. You're going to learn something about um, this particular season of homeschooling, about yourself as a homeschooling parent, um, what styles work for you and what don't, what styles work for your kids and what don't. You're going to figure this out. I guess that's what I want to say. At the end of the day, you're going to find something that works It's not going to be perfect. I guarantee you that. But I so often get asked the question when people hear about our homeschooling journey and and the success that we've had with homeschooling, and they immediately want to know what curriculum we used. Well, I can't even begin to answer that question because our curriculums were vast and varied. Um, depending on the child, depending on what season we were in, depending on their developmental phase, their interests at the time. But there were um, quite a few um, resources that we used repeatedly, and I really need to work on a resource page that I can share with you all. I had it on my last website, but when we moved to the new website, I lost that page, so I need to redo that. But all that to say, there is no magic curriculum. And honestly, if you're starting out, um, there are ways to avoid being overwhelmed. And one of those might be um, just using a box curriculum. I've never done that, but that can be a huge blessing, especially if you're starting out. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like baking. You want to learn how to bake, but you're intimidated by a recipe right? So you just go and buy the box cake, right? Turns out great. You do that a few times and then you realize, wait, I just looked at the ingredients in this boxed cake and well, it's just flour and sugar and baking powder and salt. And gosh, I can, I can actually make this recipe myself with my own ingredients. And maybe I'll add this twist or flair to the recipe. And, uh, and then maybe we'll do this. And then, you know, the point is, once you get a rhythm, and maybe a boxed curriculum is going to help you find that rhythm, you're going to learn from that experience, right? You're going to walk away from that boxed experience and go, well, that worked well, and that did not work so well for that child. So maybe we need to do this, and we'll tweak this. And you can do that down the road, and it's totally fine. So if you need to start with a box curriculum, you just go ahead and do that. But continue to have a a teachable heart. Continue to be a student of your children. Continue to have the conversation with your children. If there are parts of it that they're hating, have the discussion. Talk with them about what they like about it and what they don't like about it, because that's going to give you the information you need to hone in on something that might be even better down the road. So I have so many podcasts on homeschooling, but a couple of links that I will include 
um, is a podcast on simple ways to be uh, to avoid being overwhelmed with homeschooling, and also how to ha- start homeschooling without getting overwhelmed. I will include those links in the podcast notes as well. So, you know, I just want to say, um, and maybe no one's told you this, you might be getting a lot of um, negative reactions to your decision to homeschool or your decision to consider homeschooling, but I'm going to tell you something. I am so proud of you. I am proud of you for even considering this because um, it shows your heart for your children. It shows your care and your concern for your children. And I want to read to you the dedication from the four-hour school day because I think this really uh, summarizes my heart for you and towards you. This book is dedicated to you, courageous parents. The fact that you are considering this book speaks volumes about the kind of parents you are. Caring, concerned, and willing to consider taking a leap of faith for the sake of your children. May you find inspiration that will embolden you to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. This really is the adventure of a lifetime. We tell people, my husband and I tell people all the time, homeschooling was one of the single best decisions we ever made. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. None of our homeschooling is perfect. I'm not a perfect mom. My husband's not a perfect perfect father. Um, our homeschooling wasn't perfect. Our curriculum wasn't perfect. But at the end of the day, we grew loving, caring, productive adults with a good work ethic, who love, still love to learn as adults, who are resourceful, kind, compassionate, um, hardworking. And you know what else? We grew a family that's cohesive. And I think at the end of the day, that was one of the biggest blessings about homeschooling is that we grew a strong, cohesive family. I like to say our family cares what each other thinks, but not more than we should. Um, We all live our independent lives doing our things, but because of the time we spent together and the bonds that happened through those years of homeschooling, um, these are bonds that will never break. And I can tell you as a mom, looking back, um, that was one of the that has been one of the greatest benefits to homeschooling. Our kids have a support system um, that is unmatched anywhere else. And um, so if I encourage you with nothing else, I want to encourage you with the um, idea that growing a strong, cohesive family is uh, one of the greatest blessings that you will ever have. It's hard work, but it is so, so worth it. And honestly, your kids will learn within that setting They will learn so much more naturally and organically um, because, you know, God created family and he created it with purpose. So congratulations on considering homeschooling. Congratulations on deciding to homeschool. Welcome to the adventure of a lifetime. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for each parent who is listening. I pray that each and every one would be emboldened encouraged, inspired to move forward in this homeschool life. 
Lord, I thank you for just nudging their hearts to move this direction. I pray, Father, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them the courage that they need to move forward, that you would give them a vision for what homeschooling might look like for their family. I pray that you would bind their family together, um, that they would be strong, a strong, cohesive family, and that you, God, would make your presence known as they walk out this homeschooling journey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.